This is Sportosis, episode one, a sports podcast for fans. I'm Scott Hale. I'm here with Jonathan Shreves. Um, Jonathan, you know, uh, in all of our focus group testing, uh, it came back that this sports podcast was actually the number one sports podcast that my mom has heard of. Right. Yeah. So Uh, that's pretty good. She she enjoys it. Yeah. She enjoys it. She enjoys it a lot. Um, Jonathan, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Yeah. I'm Jonathan Shreves. I'm a tall drink of water, handsome man, uh, very good looking. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, broadcasting to you live from the Bears training camp here in Bourbon, Illinois at uh, Olivet Nazarene University. You really and uh, yeah. Um, so you're going to have a lot of Bears reports coming up for us. Absolutely. Uh, I've, been, I've been talking to the coaches already, uh, just in passing, asking questions about uh uh about the upcoming year so yeah looking good looking good cool all right well great well this is uh kind of your brainchild so we'll just kind of move into it um and the first section that i think we should do uh this this podcast we talked about this um was maybe doing a little bit of a getting to know you um segment where we kind of go through our favorite teams and introduce ourselves to sports fans because that's what this podcast is all about right you know it's sports fans talking about sports from a fan's perspective. Um, and because of that, you know, we're, we're going to have some biases. We're not journalists, I think was the point you made. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We're, not, uh, we're, not, we're not objective. We're not Mike Tirico over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we are big fans of sports. We, uh, we, we do love, I think one thing um, that I think would be true of both of us is even though we do have our favorite teams, like, We'll watch a sport, even if our team's not playing, just because we like to watch that competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're both, uh, you know, very passionate about sports, um, passionate about the teams that we support, yes, but, uh, but it's about good sports in general um, and about uh, the happenings, happenings that goes on in the sports world. So, yeah, um, you know, we're not, uh, we're not objective by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, but we're also not... Uh, such homers that we can't look past uh, look past our own noses, uh, so to speak. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So with that, we'll go ahead and get into this whole getting to know you uh, segment. Yeah. Yeah. A little segment uh, we like to call getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, we'll start in the NFL. Okay. The uh, uh, I am a loyal uh, Indianapolis Colts fan. Um, love the Peyton Manning. He's a uh, Indianapolis Colts fan. Yes, he's uh, he's handsome, handsome guy, uh, best quarterback probably ever. I believe that was proven uh, by science. Well, I read science book one. So no, I'll give you that, but he's not gonna have the crown for long. There's a certain uh, young buck up and coming in this league that we'll get to a little bit later. <laughs> young buck, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, what about you, Scott? What? Uh, as far as the NFL goes, do you want to reveal your uh, team or, or teams, maybe? Well, I have a team and a man. Um, so I guess I grew up a Buccaneers fan um, for no reason other than that I love their logo. But a couple of years back, I kind of started to follow the Minnesota Vikings and then happened to meet a girl from Minnesota. So now I've kind of claimed them as my team. Um, I'm living here in Minnesota, so that's kind of the team I'm following. But... I have to admit, Jonathan, I, uh, the, I've seen the future, and it is Josh Freeman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a prodigy. He might be the greatest quarterback of our time. Well, de- uh, debatable, right. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, he, he's definitely um, a quarterback. I will give you that. Um, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, move on to baseball. Uh, lots of people like baseball, and I myself am a Chicago White Sox fan. 
uh, grew up in Muncie, Indiana, and frankly, there are no baseball teams. So you basically just pick uh, from the region, and uh, luckily, I, uh, I chose the White Sox over the uh, Cubs, which is good because, I mean, the Cubs are kind of <clears throat> pathetic. So Well, you could have also uh, gone with the Cincinnati Reds, couldn't you? Yes, yes. There are a lot of Cincinnati Reds fans in the area, um, but I'm not a National League guy. Uh, I don't like pitchers batting, frankly. Mm -hmm. If I want to see flailing at the plate, I'll go to a Little League game. Um, <laughs> I, I want to see hitters that can hit. That's, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's too much to ask, but that's just my, that's just my opinion. So um, I'm an AL guy uh, through and through. Uh, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not a purist or a traditionalist, as we call it. So, but like, is, is uh, definitely not uh, one of my heroes. So, uh, what about you, Scott? I know that you're not exactly a huge baseball fan, but uh, growing up in the in the East Coast, there has to be some some team that you uh, gravitate uh, towards. Well, you know what? Growing up, I heard a lot about this guy, Cal Ripken. Is he a team? I, yes, it okay. was a team. Uh, I'm a Cal Ripken fan. Yeah, I grew up yes. in Washington D.C. Um, I hear they're great. Um, mm. You know, I okay. To be honest, I just here's the thing with baseball, and I'm sure we'll get into this a lot of times. I'll keep this short. Maybe we'll make a segment out of this. I just okay. You're just talking about designated hitters, right? And that's is that. Do I have this correct? Is that like a different rule between the two leagues like the al and nl have different rules about designated hitters like one has them and one doesn't yes that's yes. so ridiculous uh, yeah well it is no i agree with you uh both leagues should have the dhs uh or should but, not i mean they should at least agree i mean right right okay i guess uh, but just strictly speaking about teams that i like um i grew up in washington dc i'm not a nationals fan um, I guess, if anything, I follow the Twins, because I do right. live here in Minnesota now. Um, I don't know. I'm, I probably have seen a lot of Norfolk Tides games. They're a AAA team from, okay. from the Virginia Beach area. So I'd have to say probably Norfolk Tides are my favorite baseball team. Right, yeah. Um, I've never heard of them. Oh, they're but... big rivals of the Toledo Mudhens. Oh, well... Uh, that is good. Uh, moving on to, uh, we'll, we'll move on to basketball, the NBA, more specifically. Uh -huh. Um, this is where I kind of drop off. I'm from Indiana, and people say to me, uh, Jonathan, uh, you're from Indiana. You must love basketball, and you must be a huge, uh, Pacers fan, or, and everything like that. Uh -huh. And that's where I have to, uh, uh, stop them right there, and I say to them, no, uh, don't don't you say that? Uh, because frankly, basketball is one of the most uh, disillusioning, if that's a word, uh, sports I've ever have ever. Oh, whatever. What 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 about it's so disillusioning? It well here here's what it is. First off, um, I, I am a Reggie Miller fan. Uh, you talked about Cal Ripken earlier. Uh, Reggie Miller yeah, was the favorite, but I, I, I love Reggie Miller. <laughs> Reggie Miller it was probably the second player ever uh, behind uh, his airness. Um, and uh, here's what's disillusioning about basketball. Uh, first off, no one tries until the fourth quarter. Um, and th those people who do try uh, are named Kobe Bryant. And uh, second of all, it takes free ag a free agency period where um, three individuals who, of them, there's only one title, um, uh, deciding where they're going to go, that's the most uh, enthralling storyline that comes out of the sport. Um, not the finals, because let's face it, um, it was the Celtics and the Lakers, and we've been there a million times. They've won between them, I think, half of all NBA uh, titles, and it, it's just boring. It, it, uh, is this, is it, this bad um, that in, in the first three sports that we decided to reveal our favorite teams, we've, we've had two of them be criticized heavily by us? 
It's no, funny. I, like, it, I don't like baseball. You don't like basketball. It's just really it, funny. It's true. It, it is kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Um, I think, honestly, I like basketball. I like to play basketball. I like to watch some basketball. Uh, college basketball is awesome. But the fact is, is I think that it comes down to they, those are two uh, two sports organizations that are not exactly well run, I don't think. Um, um, like I said, I don't think Bud Selig is a is a you know smart man, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm I'm sure he's smart, but I you know I just disagree with him on just about everything. Uh-huh. And uh, and David Stern, how who is a great executive, I just feel like puts too much stock in the wrong places. You know, uh, he needs LeBron to for the for the league to work, for the NBA to work. LeBron and Kobe have to be playing. If not, there's nothing. Uh-huh. It's, there's nothing. So um, that's my know, feeling. I'm a Reggie Miller fan. That, if I had but... to pick a team, I don't know. Um, Maybe the I like the I like the Thunder maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder okay yeah uh, right. just because Kevin Durant he's they're, good they're, they're exciting to watch yeah so yeah no they are they're young they're talented and they're gelling yeah it's a good team um, yeah okay well I grew up I'm okay I'm not a huge NBA fan I do love playing basketball um, I do like watching basketball. My thing with the NBA is actually kind of where I've gotten with the NFL, too, is I just like watching good basketball, and I like watching good football. And yeah, I'm a Vikings fan, I'm a Josh Freeman fan, but really I'll watch any NFL game if it's pitted between like at least one good team because you know, you're know you going to see something that you enjoy watching regardless of who's playing. Right. Um, with the NBA, I mean, I'm not really loyal to any one team in particular. I just like watching it. Um, a lot of people have that, you know, I hate Kobe thing. I like to watch him lose. But, you know, I like the guy. I think he's one of the best basketball players we've ever seen. Like, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I like watching the Celtics. I, The team they've got there is just really good. Um, falls apart sometimes. But, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Ray Allen. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if I really have a team. I guess growing up, I, I my dad was a big Bulls fan um, from the – 90s era, so I guess maybe the Bulls. It's the Wolf. The um, Wolf. Or you maybe know. the yeah, Wizards. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to say that I don't really prescribe to any one team, but if I, if you force me to pick one, I'd, I guess I'd have to say uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. All right. But You know, I think, I think it's just a, a clear sign of, of where professional America that extremely passionate about sports. Uh, we've argued uh, just for hours about sports tax. Hey, uh, Jonathan, uh, wait, uh, you, you're cracking up. You want to you say that again? I think it's just a really clear sign of the state of professional basketball in this country that the two of us people who are very passionate about sports, um, I mean, we've argued for hours uh, over a sports-related topic, I think it's just a clear sign of, of the state of the, of the organization when our two favorite teams, the teams we love to watch the most, uh, haven't contended in a while. I mean, one didn't even exist a few years ago. Um, and I think we, you know, they're both based on being young um, and being... It's a little exciting to watch, you know, uh, and I feel like I feel like that's that's the where the NBA goes, you know, a little uh, a little wrong is that when there are teams that are just aren't having to watch, mm-hmm. you know, you lose interest. I mean, the the Oakland Raiders are a train wreck and have been a train wreck for a while, but fact is. is they're playing Cleveland Browns, it's at least going to be exciting to watch because, you know, uh, not anymore, but I mean, last year, Jamarcus Russell probably going to throw like 20 interceptions. Um, it's probably going to be pounding cheeseburgers on the sideline. <laughs> and 
Uh, and Eric Mangini is going to be, you know, I mean, uh, uh, burst in a blood vein in his forehead, you know, because he's going to lose his job. But, um, you know, I mean, at least there, there are storylines. Um, I think that people care in other sports more than basketball. So, yeah, that's just just the opinion. Um, yeah. Anyways, should uh, move on to a, another sport. Okay, well let's uh, let's change tacks. Let's uh, let's move over to hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. Um, I grew up in Washington D.C. and the uh, this is actually a hometown team that I claim. I'm a big fan of the Washington Capitals. Um, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Um, and I was a fan before Ovechkin came along. I went through the hardship. I was a fan um, when Ted Leonsis was basically selling off the team to the highest bidder traded Peter Bondra away to the Ottawa Senators, and I actually went to the first game where he came back to, um, at the time, is the MCI Center. Um, he was playing for the Ottawa Senators, and they beat us like 4-1, to one, and I remember he got so many huge cheers, even when he scored a goal against us. He was like the most loved man in that stadium. And <laughs> people, people hated Leonsis for trading Bondra away. Um it was it was bad, um, but now we have Ovechkin, greatest player on the planet, and I'm hoping we bring <laughs> home the Stanley Cup next year. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I'm a, a fledgling uh, hockey fan. Um, I'll admit a little bit of a bandwagon um, issue going on. Um, I attend school at, in uh, Chicagoland, so uh, so. Uh, Blackhawks fan, huh? Yeah, yeah, Blackhawks. Um, yeah. I, yep, a little bit of bandwagon, and I understand that. But uh, but hockey is a sport that I wanted to get into, mm-hmm. and um, and I uh, you know just kind of gravitated to what everyone was watching, was what's on television constantly. Sure. Uh, uh, other than other than the Blackhawks, I think um, the uh, the Canucks are a team that I like to watch. Oh, the Canucks are my favorite West Coast team. Yeah, that, good team, good team. Uh, uh, my first hockey uh, hat cap with a Canuck hat because <laughs> uh, they have a sweet logo. They I don't do. care what anyone says. They do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just like uh, I like the way they play play the game. Um, not uh, you know, I don't know a ton about it yet. Uh, I'm just getting into it, like I said. But, uh, yeah, this was a good year to get into it. Yeah. Uh, some great, great hockey being played. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, I think that hockey is doing something really well when you can have it to where it's not – there's uh, – uh, Crosby was not in the final. Uh, Ovechkin was not in the final. Two amazing players. And still, there was, you know, just excitement. You know, uh, just... Well, especially in Chicago, yeah. I mean, people yeah. were... It's an yeah, original I mean, six team. They haven't been there in forever. They, Chicago, I was talking about D.C. Yeah, it was... A, Chicago's been really bad for a, little, for a couple of years, and they just started getting good like two years ago. Yep, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, I think it's a good sign for the sport, um, you know, that had a lot of hard times as far as uh, uh, labor problems and, you know, fans falling off because of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think it's, it's going to grow in popularity, especially with uh, a lot of the young, uh, a lot of the young players coming up and playing some good hockey. So, yeah, 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 yeah I agree. Actually, I have two things. Um, first, I, you know, I'm not going to say that the Blackhawks didn't deserve it. I actually was hoping they would play the Capitals. Um, in the finals, and, but you know the Capitals had a disappointing exit for the second year in a row. Um, but I would have liked to have seen the Capitals and the Blackhawks play because I think that would have been a phenomenal series. And obviously, mm. I think the Capitals would have won, but it would have been a great, great series to watch. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, yep. I was hoping for that as well. I mean, uh, that would have been just, I think, a clash of the titans, even more. Than you know, uh, uh, than a semifinal with 
you know, with Pittsburgh and DC. I mean, uh, yeah, I oh, I hate Pittsburgh. I hate Sidney Crosby. You and know. yeah, and that's understandable. I can I, I can <laughs> oh, I, I can understand so why you would hate him. <laughs> I just feel like they, you know, like for so long the Capitals have like had a rough time, and then the first time they went to the playoffs after all those years. Well, first time they went to the playoffs since the Stanley Cup was like 05 or whatever, and they lost to the Penguins before right. Sidney Crosby was there. So, I mean, like, I just don't like the Penguins. Then Sidney Crosby came around the same time as Ovechkin. I personally believe that Ovechkin's the greatest and most exciting player on the planet. If you ever see him live, he's just electrifying. He's faster and better than any player on the ice. And then Sidney Crosby comes along, same time, a little younger and a lot whinier, by the way. Um, and you know, Ovechkin's on a team where for a couple of years, it was just him. Now, thankfully the Capitals have put some talent around him and they're a really solid team all around. But you know, Crosby, when he joined the league, he had Lemieux, you know, like on the eyes of them. And he had, you know, um, he's got, you know, Malkin and just all these other players just around him. Marc-Andre Fleury is a phenomenal goalie. The Caps didn't have a good goalie until like last year. And even then it was questionable. So, I mean, right. they've had a, he's had a much solid, there's a much more solid supporting cast around. They won the Stanley Cup, and everyone's saying, oh, Sidney Crosby, he's better than Ovechkin because he won a title. No, a title is not no. won by one player. Um, uh, I, I yeah. think Ovechkin's a better player. It's probably a marginal difference, but it's a point of pride. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm not a big fan of prodigies. You know, I don't like that. I don't like... Um, what about Josh Freeman? Well... Uh, like I said before, I gave you your props. Uh, he is a quarterback in the NFL, and I think, I think that you're dead on with that. Um, <laughs> um, moving on, uh, well, you know, we'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like, you know, oh, you know, Sidney Crosby comes in and he's, you know, I don't like um, players being the second coming before they, you know, before they – actually prove themselves it's kind of the same way i believe i feel like with ben roethlisberger i i know that he's he's a great quarterback um i just feel like uh he you know he has a lot of that talent around him he has an amazing defense a great you know uh uh supporting cast and i feel like you know that that elevates him, maybe not the other way around. I feel like it's the same way with Sidney Crosby. I feel like supporting uh, cast makes him better, not the other way around. Um, it, it's kind of the LeBron Kobe thing. Uh, I think that the supporting cast around LeBron makes LeBron better. Kobe makes everyone on the team better. I feel like. Um, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, and they got different personalities. Um, but, hey, the second thing I was going to say, um, and this kind of transition into the last sport I think uh, we'll talk about is um, soccer, is, you know, you're talking about the things that hockey has done to, it's kind of, a, it's a very well-run sport, and they've made some changes after the, um, after the lockout. Um, they changed the rules of the game to make it more of an offensive game. Goalies' pads aren't as big. Um, there's no two-line passes. You can't substitute on icing if it's committed against you. Things like that right. to make the game faster pace, more goals, and goals uh, per game average has gone up um, since they made those changes, and we're seeing a resurgence in hockey's popularity. Um, I think there's a connection there. Um, you know, now, soccer, it seems like every four years, I mean, I, I'm a huge soccer fan, but you know, it seems like every four years, people start talking about how soccer is taking over America, it's going to be the sport <laughs> of the future, but it still isn't, and they've been saying this since the 70s. Right. Um, you know, soccer is the next big thing, and we're hearing a lot of it right now because of the World Cup, and you can call it our success. I would argue that we weren't really that successful in the World Cup, and we have only scored five goals in four games, or four goals in five games. Um, you know, so I mean, like, I don't know if that was really a success, but, um, you know, do you think do you think how and this will never happen? But do you think we could make soccer more popular by changing some of the rules, making it more of an offensive game? Yeah, I think um, I think that soccer more than any other sport, even baseball, um, with uh, with the entrenched you know traditionalists, I think that um, that uh, that soccer um, would have the most to gain uh, from rule changes. 
mm-hmm. I think that they would have uh, that there would be just an outcry. I mean, World War Three uh-huh. if that ever happened. Yeah, um, it would only work in America. But I was oh, thinking, yeah. you know, like you could increase like t- two things you could do. You could either just make the goal bigger, um, right. or you could make the goal smaller but get rid of the goalie. Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that'd be Maybe. crazy. Like, yeah. You know, instead of instead of a goal, they should just do the um, Bozo the Clown buckets, <laughs> and just have a line that you can't cross it, and you have to like kick the ball into one of the Bozo the bu- uh, Clown buckets. Um, That'd be phenomenal been, sport. I'd be lining right. up with millions of others to see that. Right. Um, I think that that is the way to save soccer in America. No. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like that in America, people watch soccer. Um, I, I was watching soccer with a with a person who who has never really watched the sport, who is uh, used to American style sport, and. It's it's a different language, you know. Uh, that they don't understand, that you know they don't understand the fact that there could be a draw at the end of the game, and that's just okay, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, in in football there can be draws, but when there is a draw, it's like there's like a public outcry. It's you know, um, it's on uh, the worldwide leader, you know, and mm-hmm. it's the butt of a joke for weeks to come. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like. You know, that kind of thing. I feel like um, it's a very strategic sport, which Americans like, but I feel like the strategy is harder to see through American eyes. I feel like, uh, yeah, I I feel like it just doesn't, it kind of goes against the American palette, the sports palette of the American. And uh, I feel like that, yeah, uh, there could be a few changes that could be made that can make it, um, you know, more... uh, uh, more tasty, if you will, to, to the American palate. And but the fact is, is if that happens, um, it may be more popular in America. But that'll just—I mean—that'll make it. Ev- that'll make American soccer even more unpopular around the world. Um, uh, I think that we'll it will be at a disadvantage at World Cups. Because uh, yeah. uh, yeah. frankly. You know, to go from uh, to go from Bozo the Clown Bucket back to a goal, it's going to be a hard transition. You know, and uh, and I just don't see. I don't think the world's ready for Bozo the Clown Bucket. Um, America that. is, but uh, <laughs> but I think the rest of the world is going to have a hard time with that. So yeah, yeah. I, I love soccer, um, but uh, well, you know, and in developing countries, I mean, it's easy enough to construct a goal, but where are you going to get all those buckets? You know, so. right, right, and especially um, with the lighted rim. Yeah. You know, yep. Um, and you need a clown. You yep. just do. So, and and, and I mean, the clown's a cultural thing. I'm not sure if that yep. crosses over all borders. So, yeah. Um, yeah, probably not gonna happen. No, but hey, we can we can hope, hope and pray. I am so. hoping. I mean, I'm a huge fan of soccer. I I love it. I go to MLS games when I can. Unfortunately, there isn't an MLS team here in Minnesota, but we do have the Rochester Thunder, and we have the um, Minnesota FC Stars. Um, which is located in Blaine, just north of Minneapolis. So there's a few amateur teams. Um, season's just wrapped up. And I do enjoy watching it. I love the EPL. Um, so, I, I, you know, I like it. I devoured the World Cup and, you know, got all swept into it. But at the end of it, you know, I kind of think we could have done a lot better. It's very disappointing to yeah. have lost the way we did. And I mean, let's see. I think it was four goals in five games. We played four four um, group games and then one against Ghana in the knockout stage. We drew 1-1 with England. Um, we scored two with Slovenia, one against Ghana. Oh, so five goals, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. We didn't score yeah. very many. Um, and we and we only won once. So, right. So, you know, well. that's just... Oh, no, no, no. It was five goals in four games. Yeah, we only played three group games. What am I thinking? Right. Right. I mean, honestly, to, to be completely honest, I found myself gravitating towards other international teams, which I think is a, a compliment to the sport, but also kind of a bad um, omen for soccer in America. Mm-hmm. I, I like soccer a lot, and I was just kind of crossing my fingers. Hey, Jonathan, you're cutting up again. 
uh, please just don't look bad. And I was like watching Japan, and I was like, oh, like I want Japan to win because they're you know quirky and exciting, and mm-hmm. America, you know, just isn't. I mean, like I think that you know, uh, bozo clown bucket aside, I think that what America needs to get people excited is innovation, maybe not even in the rules, but in style of play, you know? Yeah. We, we need an innovator of, uh, to just come out with some crazy scheme and, uh, and just make it exciting to watch, you know, um, of soccer, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that kind of thing. Um, that would be exciting. You know, we like breakaways. We like, you know, uh, we like the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't like the Spurs because, you know, they're boring. boring. They're, you know, defensive. They're good, usually. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, an American, watching the World Cup, the American team was was efficient, kind of, gave up some cheap goals. Yeah, unfortunately, had a few taken away. Um but you know, it was just it just except for the yeah. whole like national spirit of it, just taking that away, it wasn't that exciting to watch. But I watched the Japanese team when they scored two two indirect free kicks. Like it was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, and then <laughs> poor North yeah, Korea getting beat up yeah. on by Portugal. You know, like it was just really exciting stuff. Like good teams. Yep. Yep. Very good team. Very good international team. Yep. So, you know, Jonathan, we're at half an hour now. Uh, do we want to keep going, or do we want to table some of the stuff, other stuff we're going to talk about for another podcast? Uh, what do you want to do? Um, I say we do. Uh, uh, let's do like let's do one segment uh-huh. and then kind of wind it down. Um, sure. We'll save recapping the summer for the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. I think that like maybe. You know, this is kind of like, you know, we did the getting to know you. And I think that, like, just getting our opinions out there is probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, maybe a tr- the true false or Joker legit or something like that. Sure. Let's uh, do true false. You ready? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Well, that's, uh, that's getting to know us. I'm sure as you listen to more of this, you'll kind of get a read on where we're coming from as fans. Um, but that's the teams that we like. And we're going to move uh, quickly into a segment uh, Jonathan came up with. I'm going to let him take over. Uh, it's called True or False. Yes, this is True or False. Uh, here's how it works. I'm going to make a statement about something that's going to happen in the future. And Scott is going to tell me whether it is true or false. Uh, he'll do the same for me. And then he'll give me a, uh, give me a reason why his answer is correct. All right, just to start it off. Um, Scott, you're a, a Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, so you know a little bit about this player. Uh, true or false? Chester Taylor is going to revolutionize the Chicago Bears offense. False. Uh, and false for a couple of reasons. Um, first off, um, honestly, after being in the Chicago area for a few years and just watching the team on a weekly basis, I don't believe that it is a well-run team, even with the new hiring of Mike Martz um, as offensive coordinator. Um, I just believe that uh, the Chicago Bears organization is not n- not going to know how to use Chester Taylor and are not going to use him enough to qualify for revolutionary status, um, if that's a fair response. Um, I think if anything will revolutionize the Bears' offense, it will be um, the hiring of Mike Martz. I think he brings something fresh to the table. I don't think Chester Taylor is going to be a huge part of that revolutionizing, though, um, of that revolution. Um, and I think that stems from just the fact that Chester Taylor is a really great player. He really is. He had a good career in Minnesota. I hated to see him go. Uh, he's great at catching balls out of the backfield. He's a good running back, better than most, um, and could start for most teams. Um, but I don't believe he's a full-out starter in Chicago. Uh, you're at Bears camp. Is, is He's not looking to be, is he? He's going to be the backup or maybe, like, split time? Yeah, um... In the conversations that I had, I talked to the running coach for the Bears yesterday, uh, and, you know, uh, 
Um, the uh, every job is up for grabs. Um, there's no starter right now, and there won't be until the coaches make a decision on that. Um, but he did say that uh, he was excited about the acquisition of Chester Taylor, that he was a veteran. He knows what's going on. He, you know, uh, he knows how to get it done. Uh, but he also said that he was really excited about some of the young guys they have in. They got some good speed out of the backfield. Sure. And uh, he said that he was really excited about that. Um, one thing one thing that um, I will say about Chester Taylor is this. He, uh, 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 the Mike Marks offense, um, you know, is famous for, you know, catching balls out of the backfield, using that, uh, the running back as a, you know, a receiver, you know, uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's how they run that offense. Uh-huh. And Chester Taylor did, uh, he was, he was, he led the league last year in, uh, third down reception. Um, so I agree with you. I don't think he's going to revolutionize the offense. I think, but I feel like you're right. I feel like, uh, Mike Marcus is, is what's going to get me uh-huh. in that offense. But I think that, uh, as far as, Cogs go. I think that Chester Taylor is a good fit for that offense. I mean, he's great, you know, uh, catching the ball in the backfield. And I think he's a change of pace one half with um, Garrett Wolf, Matt Forte, and uh, the other young guys in the, in the backfield. So, yeah. See, here's, here's what I'm thinking is uh, Chester Taylor could start for that team and probably should, but I can tell you now he's not going to. He's going to be, no. at best, splitting time with some of those other guys. Chicago's not going to commit to the run. And whenever Chester Taylor's on the field, defenders are going to be like, oh, he's probably going to be catching out of the backfield. Like, I don't think they're going to do anything surprising with him. And I don't think he's going to get enough right. time with the ball to be revolutionary. I think he deserves to be on a better team. I think he could be a starter there. And I think if they committed to him being the starter as like both a running back and a pass catcher, not just a pass catcher in special situations... He could be fantastic. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah. The other thing with Chicago is, you know, when Jay Cutler came last year, I was like, you know, this guy is not that good. And everyone's like, no, he's the best thing ever. We got a really good deal. I'm like, no, you didn't. You know, Denver basically couldn't wait to get rid of him. He's not that good. Even before he came to Chicago, he had a losing record as a starter. And now it just got worse because they had a losing season last season, too. I mean, 25 right. interceptions, you hope that's not going to happen again, but the guy's a head case. And, yes. you know, with, with Chester Taylor on the field, sure, that's shorter passes for him to throw. It's it's a more reliable receiver than what he's had. I think maybe it's a better situation for them, and I think Jay Cutler's probably going to have a slightly better year. Um, I think Chester Taylor's going to be a part of that. But the thing is, the guy's a running back, and he's a good running back, but I don't think the Bears are planning on using him in that capacity. Um, so, I mean, my answer is no, he's not going to revolutionize the offense, but that's not really his fault. I think the Bears are going to misuse him um, just because that's what the Bears do. You know, like, I just, I don't know. I don't have much confidence in that team. Right. Absolutely. Um, uh, all right. Well, I'll ask you a true-false here. Um, true-false, every team in the AFC South, except for the Jaguars, We'll finish with at least nine wins. I'm going to go true. Um, I am a big believer in uh, the team in the uh, AFC South. Oh, did I say NFC? I meant AFC, yeah. AFC, yeah, right. Um, AFC AFC South. Uh, I'm a big believer in them. Uh, The Jaguars um, are having a little trouble. I think, um, but uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to struggle a while. But I uh, I know that uh, the Texans, the Titans, two very good teams. The Colts are perennially a uh, good team, uh, a good team. And so uh, with with Chris Johnson and uh, uh, By in the backfield in, uh, in Tennessee, uh, with an always uh, stout defense, I think that, I think it's going to be, uh, be even even more stout this year. Um, uh, the second year without uh, Albert Hainsworth, I think they're going to lock things down. I think they're all going to uh, kind of gel a little more this year. They lost uh, Keith Bullock to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that's, 
I think that that's going to come with transition with this team. I think it's a young team, great team, well run. Uh, I think Jeff Fisher is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, his Tennessee is kind of proof of that. Uh, I haven't brought home a championship, but I'm, I'm not a huge believer in rating your uh, uh, your you know ability or, or success fully on championships. That's not my thing. Um, he's had a lot of success. He knows how to run a football team, and I think he's going to do it. Uh, the, t- uh, the Texans uh, used to be a joke. I mean, let's face it. Um, uh, and they're up and coming. I mean, Matt Schaub is a great quarterback. Yep. Um, they have Andre Johnson, who is a beast. Maybe the best receiver in the, in the game. Um, that's debatable. Uh, I won't make that statement, but maybe he is. Um, uh-huh. If they can find a running back on that team... Uh, I think they're going to be lights out, frankly. Um, they had humble trouble last year. Uh, running back can hold on to the ball. But, uh, but yeah, again, a, a stout defense, a great pass rush. Um, I think that they're going to have a good year this year. I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put the Titans at 10-6, and six, Texans at 9-7. and, seven. Um, and I, Yeah, I think that the... Uh, I think that the Jaguars are probably a sub-500 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and the Colts are, are always good. I think they got better this year. Um, they'll get the contract stuff worked out. Uh, you know, I mean, all that stuff's just a, a byproduct of the CBA talks and all that kind of stuff. I just think that um, it'll it all get worked out. Reggie, Reggie Wayne's going to be in training camp. Uh, Robert Mathis is going to show up. Um uh, I think they're going to be better with, with the draft picks they use. They always draft well and use their uh, undrafted free agents well. Um, Peyton Manning's still there, you know? I mean, so that that counts for something. Win games by himself. So, uh, yeah, I think that's true. Um, and, yeah, I think, that the, I think that the Jaguars are the only team in that conference that's going to, uh, in that division, excuse me, that is going to be sub-500, mm-hmm. uh, sub-9 wins even. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's. Uh, I, I think I agree with you there. Uh, I mean, that's tough. I mean, those teams are going to beat up on each other, and yeah. the AFC is not easy. I haven't taken a look at the schedule. I don't know what divisions they're slated to play this year. That could also play a big role in it too. Because, I mean, if they're playing the the AFC and the NFC West, then heck, sure, all three of them should. But you know, if they're playing <laughs> right. like the AFC East and the NFC East, you know, then okay, then maybe different story here. Um, or the North, actually. In fact, they might be they might be playing the NFC North. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I don't know. I need to look at the schedule, but it depends on who they're playing. But yeah, I think I agree with you. It's certainly possible. They are all good teams. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, um, baseball will have instant replay before FIFA soccer. Not MLS necessarily, but FIFA as a whole. The whole thing will have instant replay uh, after baseball. Oh, okay. Well, I think, I don't, like I said, I don't know a ton about baseball. I do know Bud Selig is reluctant. Now, the, the instant replay technology they would use, like, for determining if a guy is safe on a plate on, like, a dive or, like, strike zone kind of stuff. Is that what we're talking about? I believe that. Uh, the main argument is for uh, like first base uh-huh. uh, 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 being the throw. Um, balls and strikes is going to have a really hard time because, I mean, you could have an instant replay, you know, three times in that bat. I don't think that's going to be something they're going to push for. Sure. Um, I think it's going to be uh, first base. I think it's going to be home run or foul. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be home run or a ground rule double. Um, that kind of thing, more, more uh, game-changing things. I mean, obviously, a strike can end a game just as much as a home run can. But I think that um, those three things are the bigger things, um, not necessarily strike zone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted some clarification. This is a tough question. I think I'm gonna have to say uh, I can't remember. You said uh, I, the answer is either true or false. I don't really know which one you asked, but. Um, my answer is I think FIFA would get it 
first, but I'm putting an asterisk next to that because FIFA is a world organization, and the reason they've been so hesitant is because they don't want to make certain things, like so many like high-tech things, mandatory parts of a, an official FIFA game because then you're automatically like disallowing large swaths of the world population from playing official FIFA matches because they just can't get the equipment. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, like, that's why FIFA's been hesitant. Uh, they did release a statement after the World Cup saying that, you know, they would look into goal line technology. Now, if that counts, then I think that's going to, like, solidify my answer because, you know, goal line technology, that's really all we're asking. The U.S. had two disallowed goals. Both of them were very clear to most people yeah. that they should have been allowed. Um, and, you know, FIFA heard the complaints, and I think they're looking into, um, you know, solutions to that. My asterisk is because, you know, I think they might put in some stipulation where they wouldn't require it at all levels. It would probably be just for, like, the World Cup matches or international friendlies or big tournaments, things like that. Um, But I think for your run-of-the-mill, like, MLS game, EPL game, whatever, they're not going to push it because they don't want to make it mandatory. That's their big hesitation. I think they'll beat out MLB if that's the only thing they do. Because I think Bud Selig is a purist. I think he he likes the idea of the game just being, you know, timeless in a way. And when you start bringing in all this technology, it's not the same game that you know your grandpa played or your you know, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that kind of um, right. nostalgia to baseball, um, America's pastime, all that kind of sentiment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that that's their hesitation. I think you know, it's pretty obvious that they should do it. But I don't think Bud Selig is going to be the one to pull the trigger. We'd have to wait till another commissioner or for some really compelling situation um, akin to multiple disallowed goals um, for them to consider doing that. Um, Right. You know, so I mean, like, I don't know. It's hard. My asterisk is because I don't think FIFA is ever going to institute global mandatory instant replay until it's like 400 years from now. And that's something that's relatively easily accessible. Um, right. Right. Just because they're not just concerned with the English premier league, they're concerned with, you know, the African leagues and things like that. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that, that you're not wrong. Um, I agree with you, but see like, um, even after the, uh, uh, the whole uh, perfect game debacle. Um, um, Bud Selig was like, whoa, we'll look at it. You know, uh, we'll review it again. And then backtracked soon after that and said, well, I'm a purist. And he said, I'm a traditionalist. And so he's, he's not going to back off. I think there's a lot of contradiction in the way he runs baseball. Uh, he, you're right. He, he wants it to be timeless. He wants it to be this and that. But... Uh, but yeah, but it's not, not the same game, you know. Um, uh, the spitball is not allowed anymore, you know. I mean, and for a reason. Uh, um, they have better helmets for a reason. Uh, uh, better bats for a reason, and I think that, you know, that's the big contradiction. He wants it to be, you know, traditional and that kind of thing. But the fact is, is um, I, I don't think that it would make a game that much longer because unlike football, uh, I, I believe that it's pretty black and white uh, replays of baseball. You know, um, either the ball was in the glove before the runner got to the base or not, mm-hmm. um, or, or uh, you know, there's no uh, there's no pileups at the goal line where it's hard to discern, you know, um, whether the knee was down before the ball broke the plane. You know, uh, there's there's not much in the way. Um, Sports Center, you know, shows every night whether it was foul or, you know, a home run easily. And it's easily, you know, you can tell it easily. One look at the screen. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that with the World Cup, it'll come first with, like, the World Cup and that kind of thing. Um, with uh, the American disallowed goals. I mean, just disallowed goals 
all over the place. The uh, England Germany goal, um, which I think people made a big a bigger deal of it than it was because they got just killed. Yeah, hands, um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it was like it's the difference between losing, you know, by a bunch or a little a bit less than a bunch. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I, but it was still an obvious goal. It was disallowed. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I think I think you may be right uh, on on that point. Okay, yeah. well, last one. We should probably be winding this down. We're at 45 minutes, 48 minutes-ish. Um, real quick, um, the Cincinnati Bengals, back to the NFL, emboldened by the addition of their second player with a VH1 reality show, will repeat as AFC North division champions. I'm going to go true. And um, not only that, I say uh, they will repeat as uh, AFC North champions, they will repeat. Uh, they will get their own reality TV show on VH1. Uh-huh. And um, I think that before the season is over, we will have a end zone tango dance. Touchdown <laughs> celebration between Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco. Um, I'm making that prediction right now. Um now, have you seen either of their shows, Ochocinco or Owens? I've seen literally minutes of both. Um, <laughs> I have seen. It's, it's 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 ridiculous. It really is. I just uh, uh, I love that the fact that they're on the same team. I love train wrecks. I love it. Um, it's going to be a train wreck. Um, even if it's a good train wreck, even if they get along and are productive, which I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Uh, I think that it's going to be entertaining. Who is it? When the reporters come into the locker room, who are they going to talk to? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, who is going to say the most outlandish thing? And I think that that's going to be their motivation. I mean, yeah. Terrell Owens wants to, like, be the center of tension for good or bad. He's the man who said they still love to hate. Um Chad Ochocinco changed his last name to Ochocinco. Um, I mean, come on, you know? Love attention. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. coming from a person who loves attention myself, I love attention. And um, and I know that these two guys are just in love with attention. So, um, yeah, they're going to repeat. Uh, the Bengals are going to get their own reality TV show. And one more prediction out of that true answer um uh uh the tango dance will happen and i think that both chad ochocinco and t.o will both have i'm gonna say at least 950 uh receiving yards this year wow and i'm gonna go and i'm and i'm gonna go uh at at least 10 touchdowns i think that I think they're going to be good. Each, um, each, each. Wow, ten touchdowns they're, each. Yeah, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be really good. Um, not because they're necessarily like, you know, elite anymore, but I think that, uh, in all seriousness, I think that the Bengals, for all their faults and criminal record, mm-hmm. uh, are 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 a well well run team. I think Marvin Lewis is a great coach. I want them and to I, do well just for his sake. I like him yeah. so much, and he's That's been great. through so much in Cincinnati. I just want them to succeed so he yeah. gets... And he hasn't bailed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He hasn't bailed. Um, it's been a train wreck, and he has consistently stuck with it and done his best to make the team competitive, and he has. And they got blown out by the Jets last year, but who didn't? Um I mean, the Jets were just amazing last year. No, uh, whatever. Okay, that's something we're going to have to talk about a lot. The Jets are a joke. Well, okay. I'm sorry. People, uh, are, people are hailing the Jets as the new champions of the AFC East, contenders to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. The Jets were 9-7, and seven, and those last two games that they won were handed to them. The Colts gave up when Peyton Manning put on the baseball cap with a slim lead. And then who was the team <laughs> they played at the end of the year? It was Cincinnati, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati in the last game. Cincinnati had already won their division. Cincinnati was like, whatever, we, we're done. You know, like they just rolled over. Both of those teams did. It was over. Like the Jets were seven and seven with either one of those teams even trying, being very solid competitors. I mean, the Colts proved it in the AFC Championship game that they can handle the Jets just fine. Like, I don't know. I think the Jets were lucky to get into the playoffs, and I think that they are a good team. I think Rex Ryan is a good coach, but let's not forget they were 9-7. and 9-7, and seven, the same record as, what, the Houston Texans, I think. Um, and... They were handed those last two games. They were gifts. Like so, I mean, like I don't think they're as good as everyone's calling them out to be. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I also think that uh, they made some good additions. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say they're going to make a deep playoff run. Even. Um, I'm, I'm saying they're going to give the AFC a run. Uh, the uh, especially the AFC uh, East. Um, and I think that any team plays with just the attitude that that team plays with always has a chance. I mean, let's face it, Baltimore hasn't been that great of a team for a long time. But, um, I mean, they have some playmakers in Ed Reed, Hello uh, um, Nada. Um, they have, uh, obviously, Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. On defense, right? Um, but they're continually in the mix, even if they're not having a great year. Um, you're always afraid that your team's going to lose to them because they have that attitude. I mean, they're scary. Mm-hmm. They're always scary. You can, you can't, you know, you can't just give up. You know, phone it in. And I think that that's the kind of X factor that the Jets have. Well, I thought I you meant scary in the sense that, like. You know they might hurt you. They might physically injure your team. Yeah, like no, they're scary I, in that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, man, I, um, I think they just, you know, they make them tough down there. And I think, I think LT is going to have a good year. He's going to. He, I think he's going to be a backup. But I think he's going to be a good backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they win the division, but I, I know they give it. A, uh, they give it a run. But yeah. Um, you're right. They're, they were 9-7. and seven. Those last two were gift wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as Curtis Painter stepped into the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I've, I mean, like, that's my big thing. Is like, you know, they have what? Like, it was, it was like a six-point lead. Not even like a full touchdown, right? The lead the Colts had. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, Peyton Manning's like, well, I'm off the field, you know, puts, puts <laughs> get the baseball cap on, and he's like, all right, whatever. You know, at that point, the Colts are literally saying, whatever happens, happens, we don't care, you know? Like, right. you're not in it yeah. to win it when Peyton Manning's sitting down with a slim lead in, like, the third quarter, you know? <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, and and, and no, Mark Sanchez right. is no Josh Freeman. Um, I will agree with you on that. Uh, I think he is not Josh Freeman. I will (laughs) say that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think they have some similarities, um, both being NFL quarterback. Um, yeah. And both being, uh, strapping young men. Uh, uh, strapping. They are strapping. And people are going to uh, listen to this and be like, why does he like Josh Freeman so much? I'll tell you why. Because he beat Texas with Kansas State <laughs> twice. And then when he finally got the start, he beat Green Bay in the Dreamsicle uniforms. I mean, like, this kid, he's with nothing around him. He, he's throwing a Sammy Strouder, you know? Okay. They have two new wide receivers. Clayton has an opportunity to redeem himself now that he has to actually try. They got rid of Antonio <laughs> Bryant. They got Kellen Winslow to throw to, who is a really good receiving threat. I think Josh Freeman's going to have a really good year this year. I think he's going to have at least 18 touchdowns, um, less than 15 interceptions, and I think he's going to throw for over 3,000 yards. So I think for a second-year quarterback with that situation and that coach, Raheem Morris, I think that's that's a good year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think he will definitely uh, play – in the NFL next year mm-hmm. uh, at the position of quarterback. So, yeah, and no, I totally agree. 
<laughs> Whatever. All right, we should probably wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, we're all, we're clocked in at like an hour. Well, um, thanks for listening. I guess uh, to Sportosis episode one. Um, and I guess in the future, Jonathan, we're gonna be bringing in what kind of segments? We're gonna be talking about next episode. We'll wrap up stuff that's been going on all summer. Talking right. about, I'd like to talk about LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. You touched on it, um, but we didn't really get into it. Um, yeah. Maybe give a more in-depth preview of the upcoming NFL season um, down the road. Um, you've got reports from Bears camp to give. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, some other segments. Um, uh, one that I'm looking forward to where one of us plays commissioner and tries to make changes to a league to increase popularity and that sort of thing. Uh, anything else, Jonathan? Uh, we got Joker Legit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anything from teams to, to uh, transactions, that kind of thing. Um, kind of uh, measuring the legitimacy of uh, things in the sports world. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna be up on Facebook and mm-hmm. Twitter extremely soon. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, regular bl- blog entries. Yep. Uh, coming soon. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and I guess uh, we'll try to put these out on a semi-regular basis, probably every week if we can. Absolutely. All right. Great. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much.